Breaking news. I did not go to art school. In fact, I didn't even like painting. Uh, I didn't want to paint. I had no desire to paint at all until I was 35 years old. And I'm a little older than that. That was uh, almost 20 years ago. So you know how there's always that kid in school and he or she, you know, maybe the one that's like, when you go to draw your house, you know, I'm drawing the, just like the triangle house. And, but there's always that kid that's like in 3D and they're like, and you're like, oh my God, that's the artist, right? Yeah, that wasn't me. And then, you know how you do the Thanksgiving turkey hand and, you know, make, I, I was just like the most basic. I just, I, I wasn't an artist. That's not who I was. Uh, my thing was dance. I danced from the time I was three years old till I was 11 years old, um, almost five days a week. So I did, you know, tap and I did ballet and jazz and all of that. And I was that annoying kid that was dancing through the aisles of the grocery store, uh, in the car, in my room, as Sean Cassidy on the poster watched me. I was that kid, but I did not paint. I did not draw. I didn't do any of that. Maybe a few paint by numbers that my grandmother gave me for Christmas. So that was it. So how did I grow a hugely successful <laughs> uh, art business where I sell my work for thousands of dollars and teach others how to do the same? Well, it's not because I considered myself an artist, but more importantly, the biggest question is how will you know if you are a real artist as well. We're going to get to that today. So like I said, I did not grow up thinking that I was an artist at all, and I did not go to art school. And I think in large part, it came from my third grade art teacher. Bitch. <laughs> Sorry, third grade art teacher. So, and many of you have told me you have similar stories like this. So I remember it was third grade and we were sitting in the art room and there were many of us late um, lined up this long table sitting side by side and the art teacher came by and she put a lump of clay uh, in front of each of us and told us that the assignment was to create mushrooms. Uh, now that's quite funny and ironic because <laughs> mushrooms are also part of my journey. <laughs> but anyway, she's, she said to create mushrooms. And so we all molded our mushrooms and I had a little bit of extra clay left over. So uh, I first painted my mushroom red and I you know made little balls with that extra clay and I put them on top and I painted them white. And I was really, really proud and uh, the next week she came by and she was putting everybody's mushrooms in front of them. And when she got to me, she put the mushroom in front of me and I couldn't wait for her to tell me how proud she was because she had already said, you know, to the others, oh, I love that blue or nice work, you know, all of that. And she put the mushroom in front of me and she said, Jody, those balls were not part of the assignment. So it was in that moment in that I was completely deflated and I realized I am not an artist. So 
that led to years and years of looking at everyone else and thinking, well, you know, those people are artists, but certainly not me. And when I did eventually pick up a paintbrush and start painting when I was 35, I had a tremendous amount of imposter syndrome that was from being in third grade that I had to dismantle. And where that comes into play for us as artists is that it can really affect um, how we show up. It can affect how often we show up and it can certainly affect how we price our work for sure. Um, But one interesting thing that it affected is I think it, you know, not going to art school really uh, affected me in that I, I was, um, overinflated in my ideas about the quality of my art because uh, I don't know. I just thought, well, that looks awesome. I'll just charge, you know, a whole lot of money for it and people will buy it. And, um, you know, shocking, they did not. So um, not going to art school certainly would have had its advantages for sure. And I remember sitting and talking with a friend who was an artist like a real artist. She had gone to art school and she was complimenting my art. It was starting to get a little bit better. And she was encouraging me to apply to exhibitions, to uh, apply to art fairs. And I was just so, so reluctant to do so. And I started to cry actually when she was pushing me. And I said, I can't do that. I'm, I'm not a real artist. She says, how can you say that? Look at all these paintings. And I said, well, I never went to art school. And it was so refreshing when she told me that she feels the same way and she had gone to art school. She said, people, whether they've gone to art school or they haven't, they feel that same imposter syndrome. And if you happen to listen to the previous episode, I talked a little bit about how uh, what happened when I did start painting when I was 35. Um, I, I call myself an accidental artist, but I'll just briefly talk about this. So on New Year's Day, well, almost 20 years ago, I woke up and just decided, huh, I think I want to paint, <laughs> which was as surprising to me as to anybody, I think. And so an artist friend of mine just said, well, just so paint. And I thought, well, I don't know how to paint. And he said, just paint. And I was really frustrated. I said, I don't know how to paint. And he goes, just paint. So I went to the art supply store. I got some art supplies. Uh, I got canvas pad that he suggested. And the first thing I ever painted was a still life of some flowers. I still have that painting, by the way. I don't think I'll ever show it to anybody. But it didn't, it would, what didn't entirely suck. It sucked a little, but it didn't suck a whole, whole lot. So uh, I was really proud of it. And then uh, I started painting women saying sassy things. I know that's a huge shocker for so many people, but they were saying things like Penelope wore a thong while folding the clothes to remind herself she was more than a mother. And this was at a time when my kids were young. You know, I was raising small children and uh, I was 
feeling like I was losing a little bit of my identity as a, a young woman and um, I was just, you know, just a mother. So I started putting all of that, um, all of the feelings I was feeling about that onto the canvas. And it was, uh, it was very liberating, very freeing. I was really enjoying myself, but um, there were, the paintings were starting to collect around me on the floor. And uh, the historical society in the small town that um, that we lived in with my uh, with my first husband, my two girls, uh, they contacted us and they wanted us to put our sweet little bungalow that was built in 1914 on the Christmas tour of homes. And so, you know, that means I had to clean my house and I had to pick up a lot of the paintings that were on the floor. And I picked a couple that were, I felt like they were my favorites and I hung them on the wall. And as, uh, as people started coming through, there was a woman who owned a store in that town and, uh, she asked if she could start selling my work. And I mean, if you think that I was excited, I mean, you wouldn't be wrong. I was certainly excited about that, but I was also like, oh shit, (laughs) I better figure out what the hell I'm doing here because I didn't go to art school, right? That imposter syndrome was there. Um, and so I started looking into as many books, uh, and art magazines as I could find, because you got to remember at the time there was no YouTube, there was no, uh, there was barely any internet. (laughs) This is so sad. Uh, so I just, I did everything I could to start educating myself, um, and making the strongest art I can. And that's why I talk about it all the time. If you are a new artist or even a seasoned artist, it just paint often, paint as much as you can. And uh, and if you if you don't get instruction from me, I have a, a color course. It's called the Color Course for Rebels that I created because it was the course I wish I had had during this time. Uh, but I always say to people, even if it's not through my course, get additional training from somewhere because it'll take your art so much farther, so much faster. But anyway, I, um, I started selling my work there in her shop and I was, I was still selling a good bit of it. It was still a side hustle, but I would sell a few paintings a month and I was really, really excited about that. But I still didn't feel legit. I mean, I still identified more as, um, you know, a, a mother or an entrepreneur or something like that, but certainly not as an artist. And I, it makes me sad for myself. And it makes me sad when I talk to so many artists these days um, who maybe do it as a side hustle or just do it for fun, uh, don't have any intention of selling their work or anything like that, but they don't identify as an artist themselves. And maybe this is you. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But Eventually, those uh, paintings that I was selling in that particular store, uh, they were the same thing. I was in, I was painting the same thing over and over again and was really getting bored with that. And then another friend of mine, it's always good to have friends with stores. That's, I think, the moral of this story. How do you become an accidental artist? Find friends with stores that want to sell your art. Um, anyway, so I had another friend who had a fantastic furnishing store, home furnishings, really, really great stuff. And she asked if she could sell her, uh, sell my art in her store. And 
I was delighted. And that meant I was able to increase my prices. uh, And it meant that I was able to change my style. So uh, rather than painting the women saying sassy things, I started painting animals and more representational stuff. And if you would have asked me at that time, if I was an artist, my answer would emphatically have been no. So what the fuck does it take for us to start um, calling ourselves artists? I mean, really, what does it take? Reminds me of a story about uh, there was a study that was done where I can't remember who it was, but they they went into uh, kindergarten classrooms and they asked all the kindergartners in the classroom, they said, everyone that's here who is an artist, raise your hand. And a hundred percent of the kids who that were there that day raised their hands. They were all artists. And then they went into a third grade classroom and they said, everyone that's here who's an artist, raise your hand. And half of the kids raised their hands. Then they eventually got into a middle school classroom, seventh grade. They said, everyone who's here, who's an artist, raise your hand. And only one child raised their hand. So what was the difference? The difference is what are we believing that society tells us about what it means to be an artist? What, what are we believing that a third grade teacher tells us about being an artist? And maybe you have your own story about an art teacher, or maybe it was a sibling, or maybe it was a parent, or I don't know who it was that maybe suggested that you should leave that for other people to artists, right? That you're not a real artist. And I just want to say that's just bullshit. That is such bullshit. We are born into this world as artists. We are all artists. So whether you are a mother and you're raising children, you have to be creative. That shit takes some creativity (laughs) to raise kids. If you are an engineer, that takes creativity, right? And so maybe you think, well, I, I do that. And maybe I'll, I'll, I'll go a little bit of a stretch and call myself creative, right? But I know a lot of you that are listening to this right now have gone one step further and you've picked up a paintbrush or you've picked up collage material or you've picked up some clay and you're making pottery, but you're also doing, you know, maybe quote a real job or, you know, something else on, like for regular income, and it's not your regular source of income or your sustainable source of income. I want to give you the permission, not that you need permission because nobody's the boss of you, but I want to give your, give you permission to absolutely call yourself an artist because you are. And by the way, there's no timeline on this. You don't have to have called yourself an artist at 35 or 25 or whatever it is, because most of the artists that I work with are in anywhere. I mean, I'm going to say the vast majority are anywhere between 
40 and 80 years old. And some of them don't pick up a paintbrush until they're 50 or 55. I mean, I work with a lot of these artists and it's remarkable. So there is no timeline on calling yourself an artist or being creative at all. The only thing that you need is a little bit of free time, a little bit of white space to give yourself a chance to do what we did as kids, which is like play and daydream and think, wouldn't it be fun if I painted this or if I created that? And if we think about you know, age and timelines, oftentimes we don't have that kind of space in our schedule or white space um, available to us until we are a little bit older, until we are in our 40s or 50s or 60s or 70s or 80s or whatever it might be. But there, um, don't think it's too late for you, I guess is what I'm saying. So when I tell you that you are an artist, I just, I believe it with every fiber of, of my being. And maybe you bake right? Or maybe you garden, or maybe you sing at the top of your lungs in your car. (laughs) Um, I don't know what it is that you do. Maybe you write, and maybe you just write for yourself. You don't have to write a book. You don't have to publish it. I don't know what it is. Maybe you're a comedian. Maybe you just are the, the one that tells jokes at the holidays, and you entertain your family. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is you do, I hope that after you hear this, you will identify 100% as an artist. Yeah.